For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan with a YouTube channel and a podcast that you're listening to right now. Hope everyone is doing well out there and man oh man time flies. It's weird to think about this because of the circumstances of last season, but this podcast started right when last season started in December. Um, and, you know, they play the full year, uh, abbreviated calendar, had a kind of abbreviated off season, and then a kind of normal regular season so far, at least, despite all the COVID outbreaks, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a few, um, and how it's affecting the Hornets. But I say that to say that one year, this podcast is one year old. Um, this is episode 53. Been doing this for a calendar year, 52 weeks. Uh, and so I just want to say thank you um, to everybody that's come through and listened and, you know, shared it, talked about the podcast with a friend. Um, it means the world to me, you know. Um, this, this podcast is a lot of fun. It's, it's gone through some changes um, since it's, since the start, you know. Um, it debuted with myself and Muggsy Bogues talking Hornets basketball for that, for that first year, uh, for that first, uh, well, not first year, for the, like, uh, you know, last season. And then, you know, Muggsy had some other opportunities. He was a very busy guy. He is a very busy guy and he went to go pursue those other opportunities. So uh, much love to, to Muggsy. It was an absolute joy to speak with him um, every week. Um, like, honestly, it was a, having a Zoom call with Muggsy Bogues was amazing. <laughs> I was actually like it. I, even now, I can't believe that's that was like it's a very surreal thing. I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to speak with him and talk basketball with Muggsy is mad, but um, yeah, Muggsy's the best, generally one of the nicest and coolest individuals I've ever spoken to. So much love to him. So thank him. I want to thank him specifically and, and thank you guys again for uh, coming through and supporting the show, uh, the podcast on a regular basis. You know, I, I see the, the, the listenership goes up every single week and I, 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 that's all, that's all you guys. I appreciate it so much. And then um, who knows, maybe I'll get another co-host at some point here um and then you know we'll keep the train running um we never missed a week never missed a week of this podcast even in the off season the hornets missing players <laughs> darren fox is missing free throws but we're not missing anything over here at the believe in hornets podcast i'm gonna say thank you to uh to bet online and then we'll talk about some basketball Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. All one word, no spaces. B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and 2022. We're coming up on it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, I'm going to do a quick vibe check on the Hornets just to let you guys know when you're listening to this, when I'm recording this, this is Saturday morning. Um, the Hornets are an eight seed. They're two games above 500, sitting at 15 and 13, nestled neatly between the Sixers and the Hawks in the Eastern Conference. Currently on a one game winning streak. I know it's not really a streak, but I'm counting it anyway. Um, and you know, in there, <laughs> we're missing some players <laughs> last night, you know? So the, the Hornets played the Kings last night, Friday night, um, as you're listening to this. And uh, they did it without LaMelo, without Terry, without Jalen, without Ish, without Mason, who are all on the, the health and safety protocol list. And then just to add, just to make it a little tougher, oh, by the way, PJ Washington and Nick Richards, are sick as well for non-COVID related instances. So who knows what's going on with that? When Melo, Terry, Jalen Ish, when those guys, Mason, when those guys went out, the initial kind of like projection was looking like December 13th. It was, you know, it's possible for them to return sooner if they got those two negative tests or whatever, um, the clear protocols in time. But I, I think, you know, we got the Mavericks coming up. I think that's when we can start looking at some of these guys returning theoretically, you know, we'll see. We'll see. The team has the three day break. Like they played Friday and then um, on the 10th and they play again on, um, on the, on Monday, the 13th. So they get the weekend off um, to travel to Dallas and, you know, go on a little road trip. And we'll talk about the upcoming schedule in a little bit. Cause it's very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, set of games um, in the, uh, in the near term and short term. So I want to ask you Hornets fans, you know, I think I know the answer. It's pretty, it's pretty clear what the answer would be, I think. But just answer to yourself, you know, who have you missed the most during this time? Um, obviously, LaMelo is a very dynamic player. He's an all-star this year in my book. Uh, Terry, he's a super, he's an amazing player, one of the best players on the team. Excellent clutch player. Jalen McDaniels, ish, incredible off the bench. And then, you know, Mason's our starting center. PJ, another incredible bench player. He's a very capable starter. You know, he's the backup center. And then Nick Richards, he's the backup backup center. <laughs> so this team played Sacramento last night without three, the, the three top center options, which meant Vernon Carey Jr. got the start. <laughs> Listen, I, Vernon Carey. We saw him get some time last year um, against the Nets, right? His like real like first real crack at, at the NBA, and he made some shots to his credit. He showed a lot of confidence shooting the ball, facing up, and, and shooting, the, shooting the ball from distance, which the team desperately needed. Cody Zeller wasn't shooting outside the paint. Biz definitely wasn't shooting outside the paint. So the the idea of having a guy like Vernon there, who's willing, a willing and capable shooter from away from the key is key. You know, it's a dynamic. The team was sorely missing. Um, what helped was the Nets letting him shoot because they didn't like, all right, let the second on rookie get the shot off. Like, let's see what happens. And that was pretty much the Vernon Carey experience. It was pretty much over after that. You know, they dealt some discipline and like discipline in the, in the um, 
in the sense of foul trouble um, after that. And then Zeller and Biz, you know, became the favorite options once again. And PJ, um, as the season went on, Vernon kind of lost his spot after getting a few game run um, high up in the rotation. But this year, prior to last night, he played 47 seconds. <laughs> 47 seconds. He took one shot at a one rebound. Man, not even a minute of NBA time. I guess the, I guess the Nets of all, of all teams, which is ironic as hell. But last night, you know, he's traveling back and forth between Greensboro and, um, and Charlotte as needed, along with the rookies and second-year players from, you know, you've seen the tweets about the guys being recalled and dispatched back and forth. But last night, he got the start, played 11 minutes, took five shots, made three of them, nothing wrong with that, perfect from the free throw line, one of one, two boards, a steal, a foul, you know, is what it is, and one turnover. Um, it's... I like what Vernon Carey, I like the idea of a Vernon Carey. Like a, I look at him as not a rim protector, not as a guy who's going to grab a bunch of rebounds because of his size. I, I look at him as a guy who can shoot the ball a little bit, score the ball a little bit. Um, and from the, from the center position where the Hornets need some, some, more, like, <laughs> some more dynamic impacts, uh, Vernon Carey could fit into that. But I still would prefer Nick Richards in that spot because we're taught because at the end of the day, we're talking about guys who are 10th, 11th, 12th in the rotation. I don't think it's a good idea to be running plays for a guy at the bottom of the rotation like that. That's why a guy like Nick Richards, an individual who doesn't need the ball to, to be effective, where I think that's the case with Vernon. Nick is going to do the dirty work. Right, he's gonna get rebounds. He's gonna contest shots because of his size better than Vernon. He may not block everything. I don't think like he's not he's not you know he's not Manupo or anything like that. He's not gonna protect the rim. He's not Ben Wallace, but he'll offer resistance because of his size. He's a legit seven footer, right? Um, he can help on the rebounding side of things. And so, uh, just when you're talking about role players, I think Nick Richards fits this rotation when everyone's available better. But the fact that the Hornets can go to a guy like Vernon Carey, a player with a lot of upside, really shows how deep this team is, right? If this was a playoff series, it'd be a problem. But for spot starts, instances, moments, this team has a lot of guys to turn to. And this stretch, that the, like this, this health and safety protocol, and then, you know, the, with PJ and Richards, with their individual illnesses, it's really showing off the depth, right? And then for the players that are available, as well, you know, we saw how, how well this team played against the Sixers um, in those back-to-back games. I know they didn't win. The Hornets didn't win those games. But they didn't get, they had no business playing the Sixers as close as they were. You know, um, it was a three-point three loss again on Monday in overtime. On Wednesday, it was a four-point loss. This Hornets team is depleted. And they took the Sixers team to the limit in back-to-back games. That's admirable. There's a lot of character. And it shows, honestly, how good Miles, Gordon, and Oubre are. Like, Oubre has been a, a huge blessing, man. A huge blessing. In the, in the last three games, right? So that last time we had our guys um, was Atlanta, the Atlanta game, before the, the health and safety protocol stuff kicked in. And then Oubre 
Um, Uber started that game, I believe. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Milwaukee was last last time we had him. Um, Lamelo and, and the boys, the Milwaukee loss. So from so the Atlanta on the fifth on to today. So Atlanta, Philly, Philly, Sacramento is the stretch I'm talking here. The last four games, um, Ubre, twenty six point eight points per game. I'm a round up because I like Kelly Ubre. Twenty seven points per game in those last four games, taking twenty shots per game. That's actually insane. But to his credit, over fifty percent from the field, over forty percent from three. The free throw, the free throw is 50% from the free throw line. That's not great. <laughs> That's not great. You can work, Kelly, you can work on that. I believe in you. But in that time, six rebounds again, three assists, um, over two steals. Homie has been, and then, you know, the, the defense in general has been effective. His length, his dynamicism. It, it, Kelly Oubre is a blessing, man. Big time blessing. I'm so happy he's part of this franchise. I'm so happy that the that Cupcheck was able to, to get him on a very favorable deal. Like he's massively underpaid here in Charlotte. Um, so uh, shouts to Kelly uh, for stepping up in a massive way during this really, really weird time for, this, uh, for the roster. Um, Gordon Hayward, another key player on the team, just to for, you know, offer some equal time. He has 20 points per game the last four games. Excuse me. Um, on 17 shot attempts. Per game, 40% from the field, 18% from three. That, that's a killer on five attempts as well. So he's taking a lot of threes. He's not making a lot of them. I, you got to flip that around. You know what I mean, uh, 87% from the free throw line. That's, that's good. Uh, five rebounds, almost seven assists. So, you know, Hayward hasn't been shooting the ball very well um, lately. But everywhere else on the floor, he's been effective. He has a positive plus minus over that time. So it's... I know uh, for some, I, I get it. I get the criticism because of the contract, but Hayward's been good for this team and remains good for this team. Uh, Miles Bridges, said, again, same four game period, last four games. 22, well, 20, I'll round up because I like Miles. 20, it says 22.8, make it 23. 23 points per game, six assists per game, six rebounds, um, 50, 57 to 58% from the field. 40% from three miles, his efficiency and volume are on point. Um, it's sorely needed because this team has lost a lot of creativity, you know, a lot of playmaking with LaMelo and Ish out and Terry out all at the same time. We've seen Cody Martin play point guard for this team. Cody Martin, the point guard, is is interesting. It's not like it's, it's, it's a weird one because <laughs> it's not like a traditional point guard position because this team has so many guys, um, specifically Miles. Ubre and uh, and Hayward who can facilitate for themselves and others in the half court. So Cody may line up at the point guard position, but he's not really like this team is very forward heavy <laughs> right now <laughs> with all their guards out. And it's really like last night they had um, Cody, Kelly, Gordon, Miles, and Vernon. I think Cody. Kelly and Gordon are all their best positions, the small forward. <laughs> so it, let's, let's be nice and call them wings. All right. This will be covered. If you want to think they're more twos, that's fine. Bridges is more of a four, but he can play the three. But I'm, I'm giving him a four. Vernon, I know he's listed as center, but I look at him more as a four as well. So this team is... Uh, I say all that <laughs> to say that James Borrego is killing it. He's doing a fantastic job with this squad. 
making this work. I, if you, if you have some beef with how Borrego operates, it runs his team, fair play, you do you. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just saying that James Borrego is doing an incredible job with what's going on right now. And when this team is healthy, I still contend that this is a six seed. This, I think this team can do an incredible amount of damage the rest of the season when it's fully healthy. I'm, I'm really excited to see where we're headed as a team. And, you know, selfishly as a fan you know, and that. But, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. I want to take a quick second out to say thank you to Lightbox for sponsoring the podcast. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in the lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So I talked about the main guys kind of keeping us afloat. I don't, I don't want to undersell it. I feel like I'm underselling it by saying that. Miles, Kelly, and Gordon have been key players to keeping this team running when our guy's been out, right? But they're not alone. Cody Martin, in his last four games, last night especially, which we'll talk about in a second, um, Cody Martin, my man, he had a career high last night. Over the last four games, tw- uh, 16 points, four assists, six rebounds. What? 50% from three? What? <laughs> you know, this dude, 40, and, and 55% from the field, all, and like overall. Cody Martin is the man. I, I, this is, he's a guy you need on, he's, the, what he's doing, what he's doing right now is what championship teams need. Like what this type of production, a utility guy like this, having a dude like this on the roster is what you need to win a championship, right? I, I'm not, this Hornets team isn't winning a title. So please, please, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting carried away. I promise. I'm just want to like highlight and point out how much value Cody Martin has right now. And I am, I may start a petition for a Cody Martin statue. I can't lie. Or at the very least getting his Jersey retired in Greensboro because he's the jewel of this developmental system. This guy is, is went from a second round pick to, you know, being, you know, always linked to his twin brother, who's also kind of killing it in Miami. So shouts to Caleb. Miss you. Miss you, Caleb. Miss you every day. Cody, he came back at the perfect time. He missed like two games. He missed, I think he missed the Bulls game and the Bucks game with illness. Um, and they came back ready to go and they're firing off 19 points in the first game back after missing two games. My man's a, my man's a killer. And, you know, Cody Martin is such a key piece of the puzzle. So I'm so happy for him. Uh, despite the weirdness in last night's game, <laughs> uh, I think he even said he got a little over overzealous, not understanding how many fouls or like that the the Kings weren't in the, the, the he didn't know the Kings were in the bonus and you know <laughs> ripped to De'Aaron Fox. He missed his free throws. Got to hit your free throws, my guy. <laughs> you, that's how you win games, isn't it? So you know, shouts to shouts to uh, Cody Martin, really holding it down. Um, this oh, man, this team, 
This team is so, so interested, man. Lamelo's going to get Lamelo and Miles Hayward, Terry, um, Ubre. These guys are going to get a lot of attention uh, nationally. I hope I hope people are paying attention nationally, internationally to Cody Martin as well, man. He deserves it. He deserves to shine. As does James Booknight, the rookie. All right, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy. All right, twenty five minutes. Actually, no, almost twenty six minutes played last night. I'm gonna read off how he's been used at the NBA, right? DNP, first game. Got some garbage time in game two and game three. He didn't play again until game nine of the season, where he only played two minutes in garbage time. More garbage time against the Kings, more garbage time against the Clippers, and then no games played for the Hornets, specifically, um, until the 16th game of the season. So, so he's, he's played the second and third game of the season, the ninth and the 10th and the 11th game of the season, the 16th game of the season, the 21st game of the season, and then recently, the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. So I say that to say he's been all over the place. He's putting a lot, a lot of miles <laughs> on his car going back from Greensboro and Charlotte. But listen, it's all worth it because he was ready to go. By far, um, the most he's been used since he's been drafted to the team. And he's been killing it. You know, he played, you know, he played 22 minutes against the Sixers in the first game. In that game, he shot 50% from the floor, 50% from three. 100% from the free throw line, five rebounds and assist. You know, he showed flashes of what he can bring offensively. And then, you know, he, against the Kings, he built on that. 26 minutes played, 24 points. My man, <laughs> my man hit six threes, six. And they're all, they're all needed, man. That game went down to the wire. And Book Knight was on the floor in the fourth quarter in big moments. It's 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 going to be slow. It's been slow. I I, I think when everyone get, I think there's a good chance that he he dips back into the lower end of the rotation when everyone's healthy again. But there's also a chance he doesn't. If he keeps this up, let's say hypothetically, Terry, um, Ish, I don't know, Jalen are all remain out. Okay. I hope that's not the case. I want everyone to be healthy and back, obviously. But let's, let's, let's live in this hypothetical for a second. If those, guys are, if those guys are out and Book Knight continues this, right? And then when those guys come back, we've seen Book, uh, Book Knight. <laughs> we've seen Borrego play the hot hand before when it comes to rotation. He has that in him. So if Book Knight's killing it, continues to kill it, while he has his opportunity, I think he can keep his spot in the rotation. And I think he will kill it. I don't, you're not, we're not going to see 24 points every night from Book Knight. He's not going to play 26 minutes every night. That's not happening. Not yet, at least. Um, as much as I'd like it to happen, that's not happening, right? That's, <laughs> he's not going to go from the G League to play 26 minutes a night on a regular basis. It's not happening. But he doesn't need to play 26 minutes to shoot like this. The volume's not going to be there when it's, when it's, if its minutes gets reduced. But there's no reason the, the percentages can't stay. He operates with so much confidence. He has so much lift. He had the, one of the best non-dunk dunks I've ever seen. <laughs> like it, it was well after the whistle. It was a dead ball. He put that put back. He had the, the lift he has. It's so effortless. He's like Malik, a sneaky athlete. By sneaky, I mean it. It looks easy. <laughs> like generally, the kid looks like he can fly. Um, like Malik can. They, 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 the, 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 how 
effortlessly they leave the earth <laughs> is amazing. And we'll see what he develops into. I'm very excited to see the book night experience live in action here. And I hope it continues. And I think it will continue um, after these guys get back, um, which, you know, hopefully should be soon because this team needs depth or sorry, not needs depth. They have depth. They need their guys back. They, this book night thing, you know, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, there is not fair to them to expect them to keep what's going on in the last four games, keep it on going the rest of the way. It's not fair and <laughs> unrealistic. We need our guys back. We need the boys back and coming back soon, coming back soon. Um, but, you know, as, as we look at that, like we look at the, the, the state of the rotation and as December 15th comes around, it's four days from now as I'm recording this, we're entering trade season. We're entering trade season. This team needs help still. This team needs a center. Either a, any, any center. <laughs> uh, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Bernie Carey is fine to turn to every once in a while, but he's not ready um, to play extended minutes in the league yet. Um, but f- the Hornets only have one center, one legit center that can play extended minutes. I like Nick Richards. He's not ready either. You know, we're without Mason and without PJ, we're in trouble. We're in real big trouble. We can get by every once in a while, but I'm talking, I'm talking NBA, like I'm talking playoff series here. We need another center. And that, you know, what, what, the, what I'm getting at is that this, this, this team is very deep. So there's opportunity for some trade fodder, right? Right. I don't know what value a Jalen McDaniels has, but a guy like JT Thor who looks ready to go. Honestly, he looks like he played in this league in the rotation now, especially defensively. Offensively, he's moving with confidence. The shot is okay. Um, but defensively, he looks like he can bring it. And I see him. Um, he's not a, Jalen's a much better shooter, uh, but they're about the same height. JT's a little bigger, like width-wise, than uh, the McDaniels. I don't know what that, like, that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, these, these rookies, younger players are moving their way up. Could that mean some of the guys who've been around the last few years get pushed out or leveraged in a trade? A PJ, maybe. A Richards, a Vernon, a Jalen. Who knows? I don't know what type of value those guys have, per se, for other teams. I'm kind of in a Hornets vacuum here. But those guys, along with picks, there could be a move to make here or there as we enter trade season, you know? And there's going to be a lot of teams looking to to add some depth because it's going to be competitive. A lot of teams are going to be in the playoff race. And there's going to be where there's way more buyers than sellers. So the, qu- the quicker the Hornets move, the better, because these guys, <laughs> the, the, the valuable centers are going to go quickly. Um, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of them available. Miles um, Turner and Sabonis are two guys that seem to be very available. I just want to talk about them real quick, because that, that story from the Pacers came out. Turner kind of doubled down, talking about how he's like been mistreated and, and underappreciated in Indiana. And to that, I say, yo, come through, kid. We got you. <laughs> come on over to Charlotte, man. LaMelo will take good care of you. Miles will take good care of you. We'll, we'll make it work. Brego got you. <laughs> Just pr- get, get some rebounds, protect the rim, shoot that shot. And, you know, this team will goes, this goes up another level. Um, I think I, I, still re- I still contend that um, the Hornets don't need to do a lot in the trade market. I predict they will do nothing in the trade market. But if I'm running a team, I'm, I'm pushing for a Miles Turner trade uh, within reason or a uh, Mo Bamba trade or 
a Valentunas trade or a Christian Wood trade just to see. I'm kicking the tires on all those guys. I'm hitting up all those GMs to see what it could possibly do, what possibly we can pull off to make something happen. Um, but the beauty of the Hornets is like they don't need to do it. Like they don't have to do it. If this team doesn't acquire a, a center, I think they'll still be fine. I think they. I think the ceiling is a six seed right now. It's something that will be a, um, an easier goal to achieve with a NBA ready center like a Turner, like a Valanciunas, like a Mo Bamba, um, like a Christian Wood. I think we accomplish that six seed goal way more easily and have a much better shot in a playoff series. But if they do nothing, I think they still can hit that six seed goal, but it's going to be tough. They're going to have to bust, they're gonna have to bust their ass the entire way to get there. Um, I just, I, I don't view any potential trade as a way for the Hornets to enter the, the top three. Like I think the top three, Nets, Bulls, Bucks, I think that's going to be locked in the rest of the way. The four seed, I like the Heat a lot. That's where they're sitting now. I think that's a good spot for them. I look at the Hornets. Best case scenario now is looking at the fifth seed, just because I think the top four are, are, I think that they're in a tier of their own. So that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth area is crowded. The Wizards, Cavs, Sixers, us, the Hornets, uh, the Hawks, Celtics, all kind of in that mix. Raptors, Knicks, and Pacers are kind of in there too. Well, no, not so much the Pacers. I went too far. I'll take that back. <laughs> and the Magic and Pistons are definitely not in that mix. So it's going to be competitive, right? The rest of the way. It's going to be a dogfight the rest of the way. And this team has shown whether they're fully healthy or not, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And they may not win, but they won't be a rollover. They're not going to be pushovers. They're going to play up to competition. And, you know, even, <laughs> even that Rockets team, man, that, that, that awful loss early on in the year, that team um, was a seven and three in the last ten games. They've got they're riding the ship, so that that loss doesn't seem as bad anymore. Now that you look at it with hindsight, at the moment it sucked because that Rockets team was in the mud at that at that stage of the season. Now it's not too bad, not too bad, you know. Um, but listen, so the Hornets have the Mavericks on Monday. They have the Spurs Wednesday. The Blazers on Friday. This Mavericks the Mavericks game can go either way, right? Um, I, the Mavericks, the Mavericks, I think are kind of an enigma of a franchise in general. Um, but I feel like the, the Hornets play the Mavericks well. Um, it's, it's there, it's in Dallas. So we'll see how that goes. The Spurs, the Spurs game is way more winnable for us. Uh, that's a very, very favorable matchup for the Hornets. And especially at that point on the 15th, man, we better have our guys back by then. This Hornets team at full strength should have no problem with the Spurs. I think they can take the Blazers. The issue, though, you know, so those previous, those three games, Mavs, Spurs, Blazers, I want this team to go two and three in that mix. If we, if we, if we go on that stretch with two, if we leave that stretch with two wins, that'd be a huge plus because we've got the Suns and the Jazz after that. Those are L's. I think those will be L's. Um, not easy L's, <laughs> but the Suns are next level and the Jazz are fantastic. So that was going to be a very tough, very, very tough matchup. So some, some winnable games in the stretch because, you know, every, every, these wins are going to be tough. I think we're going to only we're going to see when the season ends. We're, we're going to see a, only a few games separate these teams, I think, from the fifth seed to the eighth seed. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a huge divide between the fifth and eighth seed this year. And hell, even the 10th seed, because even right now, there's two games separating the Celtics and the Hawks. That's fifth to the 10th. <laughs> it's going to be real, real tight, real competitive the rest of the way. And I, I believe we, we can do it. I believe in the I believe in the squad. I believe in the squad. I believe in the Hornets. Name of the podcast. Shout out. Anyway, listen, I'm out of here. 
I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy your day off your of Hornets basketball. You know, um, honestly, you guys are the best. I really appreciate all the support on the podcast last year and continuing on. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're keeping the train rolling. And um, I'm here every single week. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review um, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, my name is Sam. You've been great. You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Take care. Talk to you soon. Peace. Perfect. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube